Hi guys and welcome to Daba Chat. My name is Mridul. And my name's Priya. And welcome to episode two. Thank you to all of our how many followers on Instagram? Um, I think 30. So we're on, yeah, we're on our way to like uh, greatness, I think. Yeah, that I, uh, everyone starts with 30 loyal followers and it only grows from there. Yeah, so. I'm really excited. So if you haven't started following Dabachat on Instagram, please do. It's at Dabachat PC. So pretty cool content over there showed that I made Kitchity. There's some fun facts about Kitchity. And for those of you who don't know what Kitchity is. Yeah, I guess a lot of people who follow us don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you should explain what Kitchity is. Um, Kitchity is this rice and lentil dish that's just kind of boiled together with some spices and some ginger. There's no spices. I put haldi, which is turmeric, so I put haldi, and some cumin, that's a spice, and uh, ginger, garlic, and a little bit of ghee, and I make it a little bit more interesting. I think someone commented that it was baby food, and it is used for baby food when babies eat, but it's also one of the most comforting dishes you can eat. That's not true. I don't agree with that. Kitchen is so boring, and Papa and I agree on this fact. Like, we don't eat it like if mom makes it I'll eat a tablespoon to make her happy but like papa absolutely will not eat it because it's so bland well that's because you guys have been eating bland kitchen I make it flavorful who did you learn how to make kitchen from I learned it from mom but then I exactly but then I changed it mom makes the best kitchen first of all (laughs) you just said said it was bland yeah, that's what I'm saying. The best kitchen I've eaten is still bland. Kitchen is, I'm so, feel so strong about this point. Well, yeah, I just, I made kitchen when was it Sunday? And um, I'm Poor still Brian. eating it. Brian. Well, Serena's at my house right now. So I made it for her and she's oh, yeah. enjoying it. Are you being too loud? Uh, no, she can't hear anything. Okay. Is she wearing right. headphones? Uh, no, she's not. But she's in the bedroom downstairs, oh, and all okay. my doors are closed. Okay, uh, for Just making sure. Yeah, for everyone uh, not in my house, uh, our middle sister Serena is currently taking her bar exam in my downstairs bedroom because the bar bar exam is not. Um, I guess you just you can't take it the normal way, which is in the auditorium with everyone else. Well, we're in a pandemic, and it's yeah because of the so. pandemic. <laughs> well, because. Of- <laughs> Well, because of the pandemic, she can't take it the normal way that yeah. um, other you're supposed to take it. So she elected to take it in my home. So. You insinuated that it was like the bar exam is so special. You can't even take it in an auditorium like and like the MCAT. <laughs> but no, it's because we're in a pandemic that she can't take it with other people. It's still like a proctored exam. No, it is a proctored exam. Like, so I can't talk to her from like this entire day, but she yeah. needed like, um, a quiet place with a door. That's so, so funny. She, she said, needed a quiet place. So she came to your house where you talk the loudest. <laughs> uh, I've been really nice. I've cooked for her. She, she's been at my house for since Friday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So far, I've been here five days. I have cooked her two meals every day. 
at least two meals every day. Well, that's just what the eldest sibling does in Brown's household. Yeah, everyone should have one. I'm waiting for my eldest sibling to show up. Where are they? Where are they? I need someone to take care of me. (laughs) Sorry, that's your husband. I think she'd be stressed out if she knew we were talking about this. Yeah, I know. So maybe we'll just cut it out. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Um, So I want to start with something called the daily Indian struggle. We like name one thing in our day that's really funny and really small and like kind of superficial. That is less like if we weren't Indian, like you wouldn't even think about it. And today my daily Indian struggle is right before this call, I was threading my eyebrows, but I'm not as like fast at threading my eyebrows as the eyebrow ladies. Also, your your hair is like made of steel and it's like as thick of, as a blanket. That too, which I'll explain. So throughout this entire pandemic, so since last, the last time I got my eyebrows like threaded, probably two weeks before the pandemic, because I had a ballroom thing. And I've only got my eyebrows threaded once since then. Normally, I get my eyebrows threaded every two or three weeks because my hair grows back so fast, especially in winter. And the other day, mom looked at my face and she was just like, you need to get your eyebrows threaded. And I was just like, I know. (laughs) And that's what I knew. It was bad because mom hadn't commented this like, at all throughout this entire pandemic. Well, remember the one time mom commented about your chin hair? No. Remember she got mad at Papa because of your chin hair and you had to do the sugar oh bath? Oh my gosh. I bring oh, up. Yeah. I blocked it out of my memory because it was like early in the morning and I was asleep and I think mom thought I couldn't hear. Oh my god. What, did, what yeah. did she say to Papa? He was like, you're spending so much time like worrying about other stuff. You should worry about your daughter's chin hair and get that <laughs> taken care of. Um, yeah, th- actually, this is my like lifetime Indian struggle, but like Indian people just their hair grows so fast. Our hair grows so fast, especially because our family genetically is from a very like warm tropical area but I live in the midwest where it's like blizzarding so my hair is growing even faster because it's like it's cold so let me just like cover you and that's just a trait we have which is great for like our like top hair on our head so I can get any haircut I want which is great because my hair will just grow back but I also just get hair all over my face like everywhere well, you and, were the only person in our household who tried yeah, I've whatever literally the laser tried, hair removal. And I've tried not, almost everything. But no one else was offered, like, mom. <laughs> like, offered to have laser hair. No, <laughs> it wasn't an offer. It wasn't like mom was just like, do you want to get this done? She was just like, come with me. We're getting this done. It's a problem. Like, it wasn't an <laughs> offer. Mom was like, you're not going to get, like, she's probably like, you're not going to get married like this. <laughs> well, because in India, so Indians have perfected hair removal. And I kid you not, like, when we get our eyebrows threaded in India, it's a different experience. Well, I all, feel like every Indian girl, like, 13 and older, pretty much has, like, the best eyebrows ever because... They know, they find their lady, they find that auntie that like has that skill down. They've been doing it forever. They're just like perfectionists. And I don't think you could go to like any other person besides an Indian auntie to get your eyebrows threaded. Well, that's correct. 
because in India specifically, like you sit in that chair and boom, three seconds later, beautiful eyebrows. Like it's done and it's better than anywhere else I've ever gotten my eyebrows done. However, like loyalty to your eyebrow lady is oh, also yeah. really important. You, you gotta go back to that same one. I remember I've gone to like the same salon and then that auntie is not there. And I'm like, do I trust this new person or do I not? So then I usually make you or Serena go before me to see <laughs> if, if they did a good job. And if they did, then I'll go. So yeah, you, you guys are usually my guinea pigs. Which is like fine by me. Cause again, my eyebrow grow back in a week so I'm okay Serena I remember one time she got her eyebrows done and after we left I was like she did not do a good job and it was a new it was a new lady and you know was crying and you guys I remember we like we guys we have a habit of always asking each other does it look okay does it look good and I don't think we've ever told each other the truth we've always said it looks fine it looks great because we're so we're so sensitive about it. After that time, Serena yelled at me and she was <laughs> like, you have to tell me when I'm sitting in the chair, I asked you. And I was like, I didn't know how to tell you. Yeah. And then she's like, just tell me if something needs to be fixed. So ever since then, I've always been really honest. But, but I have noticed that once I get my eyebrows done, I feel like my confidence goes up so much more because somehow it changes the shape of my face I have this new bone structure I look like a supermodel my hair just looks really good and I'm like all they did was take out some hair from my eyebrows it's real though like I that's what I would do to make me feel better in college was get and my eyebrow lady was the bomb like they raised the prices but didn't raise the prices for me because I was so (laughs) loyal (laughs) and I always tipped like I don't know if that's if everyone does that, but... Oh, you got to tip your eyebrow lady. You got to tip the yeah. eyebrow auntie. Like, I, I mean, they're they're literally changing your life in like a matter of like three minutes. Correct. Correct. They are changing your whole persona and how people look at you. And I know eyebrows sound like a really trivial thing, but like even when I got surgery, the nurses like stopped performing surgery on me. Got every, <laughs> like all the nurses in the clinic to come and look at my eyebrows while I was like waking up from my anesthesia. And the doctor, he was just like, she's waking up. We need to finish this. <laughs> So eyebrows are important and that's my daily struggle. What's your daily Indian struggle today? Um, I'm basically like cooking for Serena. I'm like planning my meeting, my like all of my stuff around like what I'm making for lunch and what I'm making for dinner every single day for the last five days. Well, don't you do that normally? Yeah, I know. I made kitchen on Sunday. I'd be making Brian eat that again today because I made so much of it. But oh, I'm- you're literally <laughs> exactly like mom. So, but then I was like, well, Serena can't eat kitchen again. I don't want to be the cause of like, you know, anything bad happening like for her bar exam because she didn't get nutritious food or she's eating the same food. It's not really a struggle. I actually enjoy cooking, but I've had to come up with new recipes to make for five days in a row. And that's kind of hard because I just rotate like the four dishes that I usually make. Again, really sad for Brian. Well, I don't understand why everyone's sad for him because he gets really good food every four days. So what's our theme of today's episode? I guess just, you know, telling more about ourselves and why we decided to do this podcast and just give you a little bit more insight into who we are and our journey. Talk more about South Asian culture um, here in the U.S. and just childhoods, 
high school experiences, college experiences. So just talking about like what it means to be Indian and growing up in America and also just talking about a lot of pop culture stuff and how it pertains to South Indian um, society and culture nowadays. There's like so many awesome things happening. There's so many shows out there, so many people in the forefront that are of South Asian ethnicity and descent. I mean, our vice president. Yeah, we'll start there and then we'll go to talk about all of the people in the forefront who come from South Asia. Yeah, so I think it's just like just us wanting to have that discussion and just kind of share some of like the funny anecdotes and experiences that we've had. Also, we really want to start reviewing some Indian movies, whether they're like Bollywood or Marathi or South Indian. Yeah, especially Indian movies from the early 2000s, because I think that was like, I mean, I was growing up. I was like four years old. So (laughs) that is like ingrained in those movies are ingrained in my memory as like some of my first memories of movies because I think we only watched at least when I was younger like Bollywood movies and Disney yeah (laughs) well we constantly had the Hindi channel the Indian channels from the dish on our TV all the time watching like B4U music watching AVS like every Sunday and watching all the TV serials so there's a lot of like things we just want to discuss because I know there's a lot of people out there who had the same type of experiences and watch the same things so it'd be kind of cool to you know talk about it because because why not yeah and we love it it's part of our (laughs) life it's it kind of made us who we are it 100% made us who we are I was actually thinking about this while watching Gajani the other day (laughs) because I I first saw that I love Gajani which we will get into in a different episode talking about that movie but that's one of my favorite movies ever and I rewatched it I watch it probably like once every year or two years but this time when I watched it I was like this is a terrible movie it's really really bad but I still love it and I realize a lot of that movie like shaped who I am today we rambled for a bit so let's start with introducing who we are who are you I'm the oldest sister uh there's three of us so I'm the oldest I live in Chicago and lived here for a really long time went to school here and been here for about 13 14 years now so it's the longest place I've ever lived like in one city at a time moved around a lot growing up so I was actually born in India in Goa and then moved to England when I was one Serena was born she was actually born in England and our parents and then moved us to New York and then we moved to Pennsylvania Priya was born how can I forget that buddy And then we kind of settled in the Midwest in Iowa. It's nothing better than growing up and reaching Iowa when you're in seventh grade as an 11 year old and then just like not knowing what's going on. It was like complete culture shock. But our mom actually has a joke where she was like, I decided that we couldn't move to another country because every time we moved to a new country, we had another kid and three was enough. So that's why we (laughs) stayed in the US. I'm the anchor baby and it's pretty cool that I'm the third child of this family but the first generation American yeah uh, the rest of us are all immigrants because either we were born in India or Serena was born in England it really defines us to an extent childhood and growing up and our experiences because because there's nine years between Priya and I and there's definitely like that immigrant struggle and that mentality of what Serena and I had to 
grow up with. Dad was a resident and, you know, as you all know, residents don't make a lot of money. And especially when you're coming into a new country. I remember we landed in New York and it was like the middle of a blizzard. It was a blizzard. I remember Papa describing it. Yeah. And we was like, you can't see anything. It was just snow everywhere. It's insane. And like, we didn't really, we didn't have an apartment to live at. We stayed with friends for a little bit of time. And then finally we got this two bedroom apartment. It took us so much time to like even get one car, which Papa would take to go to work. And then I would have to walk to school. I only had like one pair of shoes. So it truly like defined who you are and you know, your parents working really hard to setting you up for success because they're working so hard for it but then Priya comes in and lives a life of luxury which (laughs) which is still not a life of luxury to like a normal extent it's just a life of luxury compared to your life (laughs) or your beginnings yeah Priya came into the foray once Papa was done with all of his like training and stuff I've tried to instill in Priya as much of that immigrant struggle into her own life so she has (laughs) (laughs) it's like people treated you guys a certain way because you were immigrants and then you treated me that certain way because I wasn't an immigrant (laughs) and therefore instilling in me the immigrant struggle. Like I do have my own experiences with being a first-generation American and we have similar experiences, but we also have like vastly different experiences, especially being in the Midwest. And another thing is that you lived in, I don't know, seven, eight, nine places. Like you guys were constantly moving and I only lived in Pennsylvania and Iowa and then I moved to New York for college I guess three now but shout out to our like day one family friends because being an immigrant family that's super important is having that community because our parents moved away from their own families yeah I don't even know how Papa did it basically uproot your entire family you have two small kids (laughs) and like move to a different continent it's insane yeah like just even thinking now like I didn't even want to move from my one bedroom apartment (laughs) to my new house I thought that that was too much of a, a hassle because do we hire movers why is this new neighborhood we're not not even that close to our new our favorite Thai place we're gonna have to drive there now that's the thing I was thinking about that's what I think about like moving my stuff back to Iowa I was just like oh but like what if I come back like I miss all the restaurants in New York and all these things I think like we're really privileged I couldn't fathom it being so far away that I had to really think about hopping on a plane and going to see the parents you know when we go to see Aji we have to land so far in advance Right. Meanwhile, if I was in New York at any moment, I could have been coming home. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna take this $70 flight at like two in the morning. But yeah, that's the backstory of our family. I guess, you know, we decided to start this podcast because A, we're unemployed. Um, Okay. I have projects that I'm working on. I am freelancing. I am also freelancing. I'm freelancing in the industry I went to school in. Let's just put it this way. We have extra time on our hands for these last couple months. And, you know, we have always, we always talk to each other like six times a day. And we, and I thought I was the one who pushed this doing this podcast. Was, why don't She's we just... also the one who is still pushing this podcast. Yeah. So any of those like great Instagram ideas you guys see, it's because of me. You're welcome. Facts. <laughs> so I lost my job. I guess 
middle of April 2020. So when did you lose yours, Priya? Like two weeks after. No, it was a while after. It wasn't a while. It was like probably three or four weeks because I was still in New York. You lost your job in March. No, I lost mine in April. I have Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't. I was home. I was yeah. home because I came. You're like, you lost yours like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, you lost yours. And then mine... I lost mine like two weeks later. Yeah, I remember I got the um, message from my my manager and he was just, hey, do you have time to like hop on this call? And I kind of had that gut feeling that this wasn't a pre-scheduled meeting, that something was wrong. And then when you see HR on the video call and you're like, oh shit, it's happening. No way this could happen to me. I'm such a valuable part of this team. This company will not be able to function without me. That's, you know, that's what everyone thinks. But, but that was your karma because... The backstory on this is that when I was still in New York, everyone went into quarantine and lockdown and everything. And my job position was essentially like receptionist. So <laughs> I, I, I still had like essential work to do for the office, but a lot of my job was in the office. So we're working from home and I'm literally just sending emails. Like my job became very, it became a lot easier once we were all working from home because I was a lot of client services. We didn't have clients coming in. And you were making fun of me because you're like, how do you still have your job? Like, I was just you're such a lowly person at your job. Like, how, you're, you're definitely not going to be working, like, for a while. Everyone in our family was just, why are you being so mean? I was just trying to be funny, but apparently it wasn't funny. Because it wasn't then, funny. Because then <laughs> I lost my job literally a week after I said that. Yeah. And I still had my job at that time. And I was this is your karma because we heavily believe in karma in this family but <laughs> we, that happened and then like two or three weeks later I lost my job and it was like the same thing where I just like knew when I got the phone call I wasn't scheduled to have a phone call it's a Thursday it happened and oh what happened right afterwards though was really fun <laughs> do you remember so we're on a FaceTime. I just got the call and I was oh, like yeah. really unhappy. And I told mom and then I came back to my room to talk to you guys because I just couldn't deal with all of mom's comfort at that time. So I was like, just leave me alone. And mom was like, we need to take the Nuzzer out. There's Nuzzer going <laughs> around. And for those of you who don't know, Nuzzer is the evil eye that mm -hmm. somebody casts on you. So it's, you don't call something so beautiful because then you're going to attract Nuzzer. Yeah, attract the, attract Nuzzer, attract the evil eye and then something bad is going to happen. It's, and it's like very big in Indian culture. And so mom was like, we got to take the Nuzzer out right now. And I was crying at my desk, like on FaceTime with everyone. Papa's <laughs> at work in the hospital on FaceTime. And then mom's just, I need to write an ohm on the back of your neck. But she couldn't find anything to write it with. Oh, yeah. Except for this those. bright pink Sharpie on my desk. So she, I'm again crying, looking at my laptop. And mom just opens the sharpie and starts writing on the back of my neck. And I'm like, mom, what are you doing? 
she's like, I'm taking away the nuzzer. And I was in bright pink Sharpie, you know, right on the back of my neck. She's like, we got to do this. Um, she didn't though. And that's probably why I did not get any job that I've interviewed for <laughs> since then. I know since last April, just been furiously applying to jobs. It's insane. I had, I was so naive in thinking that, oh, like I'll just find something in like a few weeks. It's like no big deal. I'm in a hot industry and my skills are, you know, data science and stuff. Everyone will love me and I'll be fine. Yeah. Here we are in February, 2021, (laughs) starting a podcast. (laughs) So you can see how that went. The funny thing too And I say funny because I don't know, I feel like we've lived with (laughs) this situation for so long that I can laugh about it now, is that you went into something that is supposedly super stable. You went into science, which is what most Indian children should do, you know, and I went into the arts (laughs) and both of us are in the same position. Well, it just shows that a pandemic gives no fucks. Correct. It doesn't care. It does what, not discriminate. No, it doesn't what care what life choices you make. Yeah, it doesn't care what industry you're in. It just it is what it is. So you just kind of have to make the best of it, and that's what we're doing. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. this has been fun. Yeah, that's a little bit about us, and we hope that you continue to listen to our next episodes because we have some fun stuff planned for you. Yeah, I'm really excited, and look out for you know. Um, all the fun facts that we post and we can post some funny photos on Instagram so follow us there at PC, and um, subscribe and like and write a review and let us know what else you'd like to hear from us yeah we're excited about this podcast or at least I am <laughs> you've been excited about it since last April I've been trying to do this podcast for like seven months but I don't know why it's taken this long. Maybe it's because I just finally like I took charge. Yeah, that is why. Because I wasn't gonna take charge. <laughs> yeah. I'm the youngest sibling. You really thought I was gonna take charge? You're the oldest. <laughs> I should have known. We would have yeah. had about a million episodes and maybe fifty followers by now. Yeah, honestly, fifty is a good goal. If we can get fifty followers, I'll say we made it. Like, <laughs> pretty happy about that. So try to share our page so we can get to 50 followers, which is 20 more people to go. So uh, we're excited for more to come and we're looking forward to the next episodes. Have a great rest of the week and weekend and we'll talk to you guys soon.